this is episode 682 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Wednesday, September 18th, 2019. I am your host, Mark Kuznez, and today I'll be talking about Niflheim, a handful of movies. That's right, I've watched something other than One Piece. I can't believe it either, but you know what that means. I finally got to the point where the English dub is no longer a thing, and therefore... I can't watch it all the time and catch up as quickly as I would like. Like when I'm exercising, I can't I can't read subtitles and exercise at the same time. That's just not gonna happen. So I'm finally able to watch other stuff and I watched Booksmart, Longshot, and Godzilla King of the Monsters, which are all available on Blu-ray and 4K UHD. That's that's very wrong. Booksmart and Longshot are both only available on Blu-ray, at least physically. Digitally, they may be available in 4K, but in terms of physical releases, only Godzilla, King of the Monsters, is available in 4K. And when you really think about it, you don't need Longshot or Booksmart in 4K. It would be nice. It's always nicer to get a, a, a boost in resolution, but you don't you don't need that boost with a movie that doesn't feature giant monsters destroying one another which is what you might think happens a lot in godzilla king of the monsters you might think that is how it plays out but uh you might be wrong in addition to that i'll also be talking about the site pixelated sausage and some news about upcoming shows and things to get excited about i mean you don't have to get excited but you might want to get excited so you know feel free to get excited any woo any woo any John Woo movie is not good. I was going to say any John Woo movie is good, but that would be uh, another incorrect statement. I mean, he made Hard Target, which is incredible. He made Face Off, which is fun, silly nonsense. But he also made Mission Impossible 2, which, you know, I, I gave it a second chance recently, and that was a nightmare. But Niflheim, whoo, Niflheim, it's a survival game, and I'm taking on a horde right now, a hoary horde. But Nibelheim is a survival game set in the world of Vikings and Norse mythology. And the thing you'll probably notice first and foremost is that it is a very, very pretty game. It features beautiful hand-drawn art, which is just a delight to look at. And it is a game that came out on PC, I think, about a year ago. I think it came out at the end of September 2018, around September 28th. I'm not sure about the date specifically, but it just made its way to consoles a few days ago, I think, or the 17th. It just hit consoles pretty recently, all the consoles, Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. And it's a, it's a pretty solid game. I'm enjoying it, but there are some things about it that may irk some uh, fans of the genre, of the survival genre, and that what I think could turn people off, especially is that when it comes to survival games, I find the the survival aspects of Niflheim very low stakes. It's not overly difficult. The only thing you really have to worry about in terms of survivability and all that is your your hunger meter you don't have to worry about cold or your your sleep or, or anything else it's just hunger so you you know you know vikings they like to eat they're always eating are you watching vinland saga on amazon prime it's an anime in the current season it's very good you should watch it because it's very good 
and it's about Vikings. And they eat a lot. You know, they don't eat as much as Luffy from One Piece. Did you think I was not going to be talking about One Piece anymore because I'm only watching the dub or I'm only watching the subs? Get out of here. That ain't happening. But in terms of the survival aspects of the game, it's not that uh, challenging or there's not a lot of tension there, which to me is nice because the thing about survival games that I like is the the exploration and the discovery aspect of them of being thrown into a world and having to gather resources and figure out what's going on, find somewhere to stay and stuff like that. I'm not a fan of having to worry about all these different meters and making sure that, okay, I'm, I'm not hungry anymore, but I'm tired and I'm cold and I'm poisoned now. And this, like my feet hurt. Oh, my hands are a little swollen. Like, I don't want to worry about all these. I don't want to multi-manage a bunch of fucking meters. I want to have, I want to survive in the sense that I, I find, you know, ways of surviving, not that I have to worry about myself and not like to me, a lot of survival games where you're doing that, you don't end up playing the game all that much. You're just in menus. And for some people, that's great. Like people who probably like stuff like the football manager and stuff like that, or the Madden ultimate team crap or whatever, or just playing through a franchise mode as the coach, they probably like that stuff because it's just menus and all that. I don't like that in particular, but, um, Niflheim is a game where you can play as one of four different classes of Viking. I think there's the Berserker, the Warrior, the Valkyrie, and like a Shaman, something along those lines. And then you can go to one of four distinct areas that are different in terms of their weather and layout, but they all feel pretty much the same. And there's a central town that has a craft store not a craft store you're not gonna buy crafts there uh but it's a it's a store where you can purchase um some food and, and stuff that will be beneficial to you that can be easy to to get early on that like you don't have to worry about um crafting yourself and, and when you're thrown into the world you are thrown into one of the areas whichever one you picked and you're given a small little base of operations basically and you can upgrade this, you can improve the defenses, The you can add to them, you can like add workshops, uh, a kitchen, furnace, some sheds for chickens, sheep, and stuff like that, a, a vegetable farm. And the goal of the game is to, f- to make your way to Asgard. And the way you do this is by collecting, I think, 22 shards of a portal to Asgard. And you get these shards by completing or by fighting bosses and defeating them and stuff like that. And I've put a decent amount of time into it. And I I feel like I haven't made all that much progress, which isn't... It's weird because I'm not... I don't find that to be a negative thing. Because I find this game to be oddly relaxing. And I think it's a great, like, podcast type game. You know, it's it's a game that doesn't require your full attention which i say in a, a very positive way it's a game where you know you can give it partial attention and still enjoy it because 
a lot of the game involves the monotony of gathering resources. So in your base of operations, you have a mine and there are also dungeons you can explore and fight off, you know, uh, spiders, skeletons and all that kind of jazz. And you end up just doing a lot of the same thing. And it's just, you know, because you're never dealing with too many enemies at once or anything like that yeah it's just like it's it's just it's a weird thing because i look at this game and i'm like i feel like it should be ramping up the difficulty that like it should it should start like it, i feel like the game should be trying to make me fail or something but it's just it's really calm and pleasant and the enemies are not too terrible to deal with. Um, your base enemy is the regular skeleton, but then there are these wolves that like to hang out around the edges of the maps at nighttime so that you can't leave them, which are a bit of the pain in the ass, but uh, once you get a sword, they're pretty easy to deal with. Uh, you can hunt animals, you can capture them and put them into your, your farm and stuff like that. Uh, there's a leveling up system which works based off of you doing stuff. So I, I like those types of leveling systems. A reminiscent of like the... I think they added that back to like Skyrim, but I always think of like Morrowind where like if you want to improve your jumping ability, just jump in place. Just keep jumping your, or your agility ability. Just agility ability. That's, I don't like that. Um, but you know, your mining skill will improve as you mine. Your fighting skill will improve as you fight, etc. I like that kind of system. But it's just, it's very low stakes. And I'm a fan of that. Um, I think in the beginning, because there's not really any kind of tutorial. There's, like, there's a tutorial that is always present on screen in the upper right hand side of the screen which is basically just hey press the right analog stick and you'll be given a menu with a bunch of tips and stuff about the the game so you have like oh here are your controls here's fighting how you fight and here look here's some stuff about stats and ultimatums the mine underground hunting blah 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 all this jazz but that's that's it in terms of the tutorial uh and so you just go about doing your thing and you know it's, it's weird in that it's it's almost more reminiscent in terms of vibe to something like stardew valley where it's way more chill than a survival game you know you have to worry about your hunger that's important because when you're hungry and you're continuing to do stuff like chop down trees or mine you'll lose a bit of health while you're doing that but also you're way less effective uh, like your, your weapon, which does eight damage, will only do one damage when you're hungry because you're just you're weak and you need hunger. You, you need hunger. You need food. But yeah, I, I I like it. I think it is a a good time. Uh, the save system is it was weird in that like the only times it's I guess it saves when you transition between different areas of the map, but I have found that. At least in one instance, it didn't save my game when I saved an exit, because you can also save and exit the game. Um, but I lost some progress, which was frustrating. And, and 
made me sad inside. But that may have just been a bug. I'm not entirely sure. I hope it's a bug because I could see myself returning to this game for a while because I like I feel like to especially with your first playthrough it could take I don't know <laughs> dozens of hours to get through it I may be exaggerating but I just feel like you know it could pick up too at some point you know where it's just like okay once you hit this stride or you gotten to this point where you're able to collect this resource or craft these resources on a regular basis that the the pace just picks up but um so far it's a it's a pretty slowly paced game which i am a fan of because uh, it's just you know super chill and fun to to deal with um the one thing or one of the things that does bother me though about it is that when you do enter buildings or go into um new areas the game loads for about five to six seconds most of the time, but it can get as high as uh, 10 to 15 seconds, which when that happens, it's like, uh, I don't like this, but I, I do enjoy the game. And there is, um, like you can play with bots or without bots, um, which like, I, you know, adding bots makes it more challenging and gives you just you know more stuff that will get in your way and more things that could potentially come to attack you uh, and stuff like that but the multiplayer which I believe exists in the PC version I don't believe is present in the console version at least I don't I don't see an option for it I could be wrong but uh I, I don't I don't think the online multiplayer or co-op exists in the console version at least right now um, hopefully I am wrong and I just somehow missed it or hopefully it'll be added because this game with multiplayer like online multiplayer oh I, I could like it would be curious to see how that works given the pacing you know because I feel like you couldn't just like you couldn't have a play session with this online it would be like a long ongoing thing unless the pacing was really sped up. Uh, so that would be interesting um, if that ever does come out. But um, yeah, I, I like it. And I think it's worth checking out. Um, yeah, but that, that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been playing. Like I said, I've watched a, a few movies, including Booksmart. And Longshot and Godzilla King of Monsters, which I've already said all this stuff. But uh, I'll start with Booksmart. So Booksmart is probably one of the highest profile, like not highest profile movies, but like it's probably the front runner for Indie Darling of the Year, I'd say. Many pegged it as super bad with girls. And I think that's an apt description of it. I watched it and... I, what was that noise? <laughs> that was weird. Um, I, I watched it and my fears, expectations came to fruition as I ended up not liking it one bit. I thought it tried way too hard, which is a problem I think a lot of indie darlings suffer from. 
plenty of people are 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 a fan of this type of movie and you know i'm not a fan of super bad either and i don't like little miss sunshine which i think is the type of movie this is being but um the thing about it that bothers me and and for many people like i said this is not a problem i don't like a story a movie what have you with characters that are so clearly written and, and feel in no way real the the problem with book smart to me is that so much of it feels fake feels forced feels just so unrealistic and you know for a lot of people that won't be an issue they'll, they'll like that they they like that stylized stuff but i find that so exhausting um and it sucks because i think the i think the two leads have great chemistry together and work so well off each other that i i wish i could see a movie with them that i did enjoy but the stuff that happens to them the people they interact with the other students at the school they just feel so fucking fake and phony and just like i it's it's frustrating because i can see something there that i would really like but it's just not i don't want to say it's a mess but it's just it's not for me you know i i keep going back to when i look at a movie like this and just i keep going back to eighth grade as the shining example you know and it's a movie that just came out. it's not like it is a movie from 10 years like eighth grade to me is such an incredible film because it feels so real it feels authentic and it's just it's so like eighth grade to me is borderline perfect and then we have book smart which is just trying too hard to be yeah i don't know it's trying too hard to be I don't know, funny to be charming to be cute to be clever to be whatever it's just something that for me is it never succeeds at that and then long shot i watched and i liked it at first and then i i thought you know what um this this whole rom-com direction that the movie's going in i i'm not a fan of this i'm not buying this and it's not that i don't think someone like seth rogan could be with someone like charlie's uh Charlize Theron. Uh, or is it theron i'm gonna say theron theron just sounds right even if theron is wrong i don't care she should have pronounced her name that way because it just sounds better don't you agree i agree let's all agree to agree with me but um i I just didn't buy the romance because I didn't I didn't see there to be any chemistry there in that sense. I think they played off each other and worked well together as friends and as sort of like a sibling relationship, but when it started when it started to get romantic in nature, I no longer bought it. And I just like I wished the movie stuck to the political commentary side of things because when it was 
playing around with that i thought it worked really well but then it just it turned it, it became more of a romantic comedy than i was expecting i thought maybe like whatever they'll get together and that you know it's, it's fine but then it was like oh this has kind of now become a romantic like it, it's a weird mishmash of movies like it feels like it's a, a, a few movies thrown together and that you know one of them i think is pretty good and then the other is not so great and i i i kind of get a little tired of some of the extreme gags they have in these movies where it's just like okay clearly seth rogan would have died uh, if that was a real like there's a part right in the beginning of the movie where seth rogan's character is infiltrated or he has infiltrated a group of neo-nazis or whatever to write an expose on them and when they find out that he's an undercover journalist and that he's Jewish, he makes an escape by jumping out of a second or third story window and he jumps out the window, hits a car and then hits like he, he slingshots back onto the cement sidewalk. And he is, of course, fine. I mean, he's, you know, in some pain, but he gets up like whatever, you know, I'm, my back's a little sore. But my legs are fine. My head, like everything's fine. No, no, nothing to worry about. And I'm, I'm kind of tired of that type of humor at this point. Where it's just like, okay, this is a, a bit too far-fetched. Um, you know, I shouldn't be complaining about believability in a movie or anything. But like, some of them are just, you know, it, it also doesn't look good. The, the effects, it just looks really like, it doesn't look great. So I don't like that. But the, the real stinker of the bunch, sadly, is Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which it, it hurts me to say that because I was so excited for this movie. I loved, I didn't love, I don't know why I said that, <laughs> but I, I liked the, the 2014 Godzilla movie. Maybe I was thinking that Kong Skull Island I love because I, I do love Kong Skull Island. I think Kong Skull Island. Kong Skull Island is a lot of fun. And that's what I was hoping and expecting to get from King of the Monsters. But it is not fun. And it is exceptionally boring. People complained about the, I believe it's 2014, the the um, last Godzilla movie, just called Godzilla, I believe, um, that it was boring and slow and that it took too long for Godzilla to show up and all that kind of stuff. Which, you know... Sure, but I think the human side of that Godzilla movie was not too bad. But that is something I can't say about um, King of the Monsters. I think the human story in King of the Monsters is absolute trash. I hate it so much. But it's just, you know, it's there. And there's a lot of it. There's way too much of it. Um... But if you just ignore all that and go into it wanting to see a lot of giant monsters beating the shit out of each other, I think even then it's still disappointing because the the fights are not all that well choreographed and stay like I, I I did not like a single fight. I thought every single part of the game was super boring, and that's really disappointing. It the movie like for some people they'll be like oh I love that movie so this sounds good but to me. I haven't felt this way about a like big budget or, or whatever movie since Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim I found to be so unbelievably boring 
that is just like it's just like Pacific Rim was terrible I hate Pacific Rim I didn't think it was funny and that's one thing that King of the Monsters is never trying to do it is never trying to be funny it is super serious which you know uh, Kong Skull Island had a lot of fun with this whole thing but uh King of the Monsters is just a nightmare and I hated that scene in the trailer but it's even worse in the movie when um one of the characters says you know oh is this monster is he like a god or something and then Bradley Whitford's character says you know he says like oh he's like a god and then he says Zilla it's, it's so fucking stupid um so yeah, now that I've had time to watch movies and not just One Piece, I found that I don't like movies anymore. Apparently, you know, Long Shot is fine. Long Shot is a movie that I, you know, I'm I'm happy enough that I saw it once, but I never have to see it again. Booksmart was a pretty big disappointment, but in comparison to King of the Monsters, it was perfectly fine. King of the Monsters was super disappointing because, you know, I I love Kong Skull Island, and I was hoping that uh, it would. It would another good time but it wasn't but uh yeah that's that's pretty much it in terms of what i've been watching you know one piece like i said i've started watching the japanese sub you know the, the japanese version and it's it's pretty good i i like it um uh i would say that because i think the english dub is overall solid but i do think that the I, I do think that some of the characters in the English dub are not great. Specifically, Usopp and Chopper. Chopper is problematic because I think they just get the same voice actor to play every little animal creature. And I find that to be really frustrating. I think part of it is just that it's the same voice actor, unless I'm wrong, who does... I think Happy's the name of the character in Fairy Tale, and I fucking hate Fairy Tale, so having anything where I am associating it with fairy tale is going to be problematic. Um, and then Usopp is just really annoying, though I think that's because his character is really annoying. And given that I'm a native English speaker, an annoying English voice is more annoying than an annoying Japanese voice. Um, you know, that could just be me. But like, like that's typically how I feel um, but uh that's you know one piece I like the the the, the dub is or the sub is pretty good I think um, Luffy sounds great in the dub but I really really like his voice in the the sub I think it, it fits him so perfectly and I'm just I'm hoping that by the time one Piece World Secret goes on sale again. It'll be, it'll be when I'm caught up to where that game takes place in terms of the storyline. Because I just, I keep thinking about that game, and it looks like so much fun. And I was rewatching some videos, including the new gameplay today from Game Informer, and I'm just like, oh god, I really want to play that game, but I, I don't want to miss out on anything. So, yeah, that that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been playing and what I've been watching. Just a, a quick bit of news about the site. So, one, I finished the script for Anamusha Warlords, and I'll be recording the audio for that and everything else. 
pretty soon, which means I'll then start working on those videos and hopefully I'll get uh, all that stuff done and start playing A Link to the Past sooner than later. I'm still not sure if I'm going to stream that. If I do, I mean, you can let me know if you think I should stream it or if I streamed it if you would watch and whatnot. But in addition to that, some new shows will be joining the Pixelated Sausage Network shortly. Or I don't know exactly the time frame for these, but uh, Pixelated Paranormal is going to have a little offshoot show once a month where I believe it'll be focusing on a movie or maybe movies, multiple movies at a time. But I think just one movie and they'll, they'll do a deep dive into the history of the movie and the lore behind it and stuff like that, you know, horror movies and whatnot. So that should be pretty fun. You know, even if you're not a fan of all the paranormal stuff, you might be into that. And then uh, the the collaboration between Pixelated Paranormal and Pixelated Sausage, where, you know, we'd be playing paranormal-esque video games and then talking about those that is still in the works or that's you know that's still in talks so that may be coming soonish too and i'm very excited about that i I hope it ends up coming to fruition because i i uh, really want to do that i think it in part just because i miss podcasting with other people and i would like to podcast with other people so Hopefully that ends up happening because I think it I think it would be a fun show too. But that that's pretty much it in terms of the site. I'm going through the process of cleaning it up. I've changed the header title. Just gave it some basic ass text. Uh, just because like oh I want it to look a little bit cleaner. I want to uh, make the posts a bit uh, more streamlined and everything. So uh, I'm I'm going to be going through the process of doing that as well. So that is gonna be a bit tedious but i think overall good for this site but i think that will do it for this here episode of the pixelated sausage podcast once again i am your host mark kuznez y'all can find me on twitter and pretty much everywhere at px sausage the site is of course pixelatedsausage.com where you can find this podcast the pixelated paranormal podcast and attack the backlog which are all available on podcast services across the globe like stitcher radio google play apple Podcasts, and spotify and if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and watch it there if you'd like to check out the art i make you can go over to pxsart.com if you see something you like Click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye, bye.